0: Let the fans play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm a '90s baby. Lately, I've been going crazy. I've been going crazy lately. I've been going crazy, crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. paper, going crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I've been getting paper, paper, made a hoe and without a motherfucking major label. Yeah, they like clock you major. I just oh. had a new set of foes on a new set of songs. Alrighty, welcome back to the Fuel Driven MT Podcast, the most efficient and realest podcast in the nft world i'm your host jared today we have got a bunch of shit to cover i am so excited about this episode i'm not even gonna lie before we get into it if you're new to nfts blockchain right the entire web3 umbrella i'd highly suggest you start at episode one where i explain nfts to my mom work your way all the way to the catalog i'm super confident either i or one of the guests we've had on will teach you something 100 if you're not new here welcome back baby Alrighty, righty so this episode again when, when i get excited the episode tends to be everywhere there's no format i have some notes don't usually do notes but when i do have notes that just means i'm gonna get scattered brained i'm not gonna know again no format i'm just gonna be blasting shit out so be ready for that uh <laughs> so before i actually get into the two crazier announcements i'll save those for later one thing I've been thinking about a lot is just the basic psychology, right? Again, if you've been listening to this podcast, I am I am obsessed. Like I'm consumer obsessed. Like I just I it's weird. Like I I don't again, it's one of those like weird things like some people just fucking have like a, a knack or like a little a thing about them that's just like weird. Like this guy's obsessed with fucking gates right like gates like electronic gates that just move back like right some people just are just obsessed about like just weird random shit for me it's (laughs) again i don't know why i just care so much about like the psychology of like buying habits why why did this grandma purchase on this app at this time like what did she go through what made what convinced her to buy it what how many times did she see the ad before she actually went through and purchased like Consumer buying habits, I don't know why. That shit is just fucking fascinating to me. Even down to, like, kids. uh, The whole spectrum, right? Fucking kids to old people, right? Like, the buying habits have always just been something that fascinated me. So, and just, again, just psychology in general, right? Just macro psychology is just fascinating. Especially when it comes to NFTs and all that. But that's for a later episode. So, the basic psychology of collecting has changed, right? So, it used to be you buy a piece of expensive art buddy comes over him and his wife come over for dinner and you walk them by the living room and you have a new piece of art that you want to show off and it's it's a subtle flex right and your buddy's like oh my god that's cool blah blah and they're like oh they're admiring it right and then you move on down the hallway and maybe you have other pieces or you have something else that you want to showcase or whatever right so that collectible right it's something you probably identify with a brand that you like something that's super cool right like an example of a collectible that i would hang up is along long maybe like oh, fuck i don't even know 10 to 15 years ago i'm just gonna say um f- the facebook memories will probably pop up but like 10 to 15 years ago in that range i went to a new york yankees game they were playing the boston red sox and if you know anything about sports, or specifically baseball, New York Yankees versus Boston Red Sox, that is the biggest rivalry in sports, in sports history. Huge game. If you're a Yankees fan, and you see a guy with a Boston hat, you're like, hey, bro, fuck you, or, you know, like, it's literally, like, the culture's like that. Like, if you're, and vice versa, right? If you're in Boston, and someone's wearing a Yankee hat, it's a straight up just, fuck you, like, it, like, literally, it's, it's crazy like that. Like, the fandom there is, is insane. So Anyway, so I was at the Bronx. I was in the Bronx, which is in New York, at the Yankee Stadium, and I attended this Yankees versus Red Sox game. When I was there, I was watching practice. Like, the the players were practicing the New York Yankees, and there was a ball that was hit in practice, and one of the outfielders caught it, and I was, me and like a bunch of other people were standing along the gate, just kind of watching them practice, and the guy, one of the players was going to give it to one of the fans up in the stadium, and the The guy that worked there ended up telling the guy on the field to give the ball to me like I was like, oh, let me get the ball, whatever. And so the guy actually just ended up the guy that worked there pointed at me. And so the guy gave him the ball and then the guy that worked at the Yankee Stadium ended up ha- uh, handing it to me. So I have a ball from Yankee Stadium and that would be like a collect that would be i just did this whole ass story just to talk about a collector's item sorry about that but (laughs) anyway this is a perfect example so i still have that ball right that i got at the yankee stadium so to me that is something that i would showcase i would put in my room or whatever right my quote man cave or whatever the fuck you want to call it and i would showcase that and that would be cool it's a cool memory so whenever someone walks by it's like oh what's in that case or what's oh hey look there's actually a story behind that i went to the yankee blah blah blah." you know Same thing, right? Same thing with art, right? It could be fucking you walk past the living room. There's a beautiful piece of art and you tell your friend, oh, hey, yeah, actually, funny story. I was actually in fucking New York City and fucking this guy did this. And right. There's always like stories behind this shit. A lot of times there's stories. Right. Or again, it's just something you just love or you like or whatever. So I went on the entire rant (laughs) just to tell you that. Yes, people are collecting still physically and that will still 100% be a thing moving forward. However, collecting digitally is on the rise like crazy, right? For a fuck ton of reasons. If I have a portrait in my house, me, Jared, if I'm walking my friend through my house and he sees my cool painting or whatever, right? My Picasso, let's say. If I have it digitally not only can I show my friend that's walking through my house, I can also show everybody else around the world, right? If I have a friend in fucking Brazil that I want to show, I can show him my digital collectible, right? Another thing, digital collectible. It cannot be stolen unless someone hacks your account or someone hacks your, gets into your seed phrase and your wallet and all that, right? So your physical piece of artwork can get damaged. My digital asset, my NFT cannot get damaged, right? Like no one can, someone like my kid could throw a, a shit diaper at my artwork and it could get fucked up right my kid cannot throw a shit diaper at my nft <laughs> right like they can't throw a shit diaper at the blockchain right uh so it's these little tiny things like and also the verification if that's not a super important one right knowing that it is authenticated on the blockchain so it's not like a fake or whatever cuz again if i walk somebody through my house this is the other crazy part if i were to walk my buddy through my house right and he sees my my artwork honestly unless he's a fucking just artwork fucking fanatic right he probably will not know the difference between it if it's a real or a fake or whatever right you can't do that on the blockchain there's no like people can replicate sports cards artwork like whatever the fuck you cannot do that with with nfts right you know who owns it it's on the blockchain you know where it came from everything so anyway that's just one thing I was I've been thinking about a lot like I like me Jared personally this is actually a true story I like collecting i didn't even it's something i never even thought about but yeah this is what i like to collect back in the day when i was younger i collected um the little uh, toy cars what are they called why can't i think of them hot wheels there we go so i had a big collection of hot wheels I always love cars still love cars to this day but when i started getting into like middle school high school the next thing i started collecting was socks yes i know fucking super weird i i, I don't know it's just one of those weird things like i up until like 2 or 3 days ago I was like, "Wait, that's weird. I actually did collect socks." Like for a minute, that was just something that I just and I still have a big sock collection. Like if you look in my drawer, I always wear like the uh really high socks, like the tube socks, and it's just a bunch of different shit. Like like just the most random socks, most random designs, um literally of anything. Like Hershey socks, I went to 7-11 literally the 7-Eleven the gas station and bought socks there yes I bought <laughs> fucking random ass my sister was there she was like you're both of my sister Haley she was like what the, why are you buying socks here like what at the gas station I'm just like I just like socks like I don't fuck it. I don't know what it is I just like all types of cool different weird socks I always uh, mismatch socks, too. Like, I'll wear one random-ass one on the left side and a random-ass one on the right side. Like, just whatever. I just like different socks, different designs, whatever the fuck. So that's one of those things that I collect. So I can flex my sock collection to anybody in person, right? Or anybody that comes over to my house or whatever the fuck. If that's something I want to flex. It's not something I want to flex, I promise. It's just an example. Uh, (laughs) So my socks can be stolen they could be damaged they could fucking whatever like shrink washer dryer could fuck them up like a bunch of things with digital assets that's not happening right like <laughs> um so it it's just one of the it, it, there's just a bunch of different things but that's just one of the things i've been thinking about the increase in digital collectibles is is gonna go it's already going crazy but it's only gonna go more crazy as we spend more time this is another thing actually this is where i was going with this entire fucking thing is that if you're just in line with a random guy you just happen to start up a conversation i can't go show this random guy my painting at my house right however in line if i'm standing in checkout line and we happen to be talking about collectibles or if that ever happens right i can show him my collectible in person Right. I could just show them like, hey, well, actually, no, this is one of the ones I own. Like, this is pretty cool. This is one of the artworks I collect. Right. So I can just show them. And again, more people are on their phones. So it's just easy access. Right. You can access your collectible at any time when you have your phone, which I'm pretty sure is all the fucking time. Uh, So. (laughs) So I don't know. That's just one of the things that I've I've been thinking about a lot. Like it's just such an easier. Better way to collect. Right again, I always like physical, too, but I think digital one hundred percent is on the rise, and there's no sign of that stopping at all, again, especially with the younger generation um so the next thing in big news, I guess we could say is this this is just fucking this is actually you know what I'll say that for for last say the best for last. We'll go with this one, so g shock right g-shock is a big watch company um they just partnered with doodles which is a big nft project so to me it's crazy we are not in a we're not in a bull run we're not in a bull market at all right now very slow but i'm telling you i'm telling you it's these tiny little pieces that we have to identify we have to look at we have to see and we have to analyze like wait what like okay so g-shock huge huge fucking culturally there we go there we go that's the key right there culturally relevant brand g-shock partners up with doodles and they make a cool-ass doodle watch doodles watch whatever right so it doesn't even matter if the watch is cool or not like that that's not the point just the point is that g-shock is a huge brand right and they're doing a partnership with doodles which is a super culturally relevant nft project Um, again if you're in an nft scene you know doodles is like one of those projects it's just one of those projects that's up there it's always they had pharrell as their i think creative officer i made an episode on that that that's just nuts so they're gonna be in the future making just smart plays with different brands and it's just a brand awareness right like it's just one of those things so this g-shock and doodles collabs doodles collab some people are roasting what it looks like like the watch looks bad like again it doesn't even matter i think a lot of these things are collector's items right so in 20 years g-shock is obviously a legacy brand 100 percent. and if doodles becomes a crazy legacy brand which it looks like it's doing pretty well um again obviously all this shit's too early to know for sure but it's one of those things that it's like having a nike and fucking kellogg's fucking edition back in the 1990 or whatever the fuck or if um let's see nike and fucking what other brand could we think about nike and who else do we see nike with like nike and jordan or whatever right they released a crazy limited edition shoe back in the day back in 1995 or whatever the fuck right and you have it 10 15 20 40 50 years later it's a collector's item because it was one of the first like when that brand was at the very beginning you had something a value from that brand that that is worth something again especially if you love the doodles brand or if you love fucking g-shock whatever so i think that shit is super interesting 100 percent. and again most people overlook this most people just think oh who cares like that's the whole thing with the big brands that i think people overlook like g-shock and doodles that like, you have to think about it right G Shock is a fucking billion dollar brand, right? They didn't just have an intern, some little shithead intern, come in on day one and just say, "Oh, we should partner with, Do- with Doodles," right? Like that. That's not how it works, right? These are obviously brands that have a lot of decision makers that have to say yes or no, or oh, why, why this branch? Sh- why should we partner with this brand versus this brand, or what does this bring, right? And again, G Shock. And all these other big brands are touching the next generation of consumers, right? So this doodles collab to me is a no-brainer. It's it just makes total sense. I wouldn't be surprised here in the future if there's another big brand um collabing with pudgy penguins, right? Something like that, right? Crocs and Pudgy Penguins or some shit, right? Like I do I wouldn't be surprised. It's just all it is is just brand awareness. So that's uh just super exciting shit. But again, I I think people overlook this shit. Like they don't understand these little tiny things. Like these are big ass brands. Like these are billion dollar brands, right? And they're still choosing to associate themselves with NFT-backed projects or companies or brands or whatever, right? So, that shit is insane. One thing I actually wanted to bring up before we go into the other bigger announcement is buying from creators is on the fucking rise like I can think about for my own self right so I love the full sin podcast that is easily a top three podcast of mine that I, I watch or listen to the full sin podcast with the nelk boys so they have their brand called happy dad seltzer as soon as happy dad was released in Texas I couldn't wait to get my hands on right not only because I love the brand uh, full sin or whatever but again it's just it's just insane the fact that they had the board ape on the actual can right happy dad they had the actual board ape they're using the board ape ip on their brand so you can go to the local store here and that board ape is on their hard seltzer can so that one fucking insane like just fucking insane to me um and i believe that's only on the banana flavor but still just fucking just nuts to me just the whole happy dad like that whole brand like again really good seltzer it's just crazy so you can also see the same thing with a kid going through a candy aisle at the store, right? He can look at Hershey's, he can see Snickers, he can see Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, he can see M&M's, right? But the second he fucking sees the Mr. Beast candy bar and he knows what it is, right? He sees Feastables, he's seen it a bunch of times, right? Shout out to Mr. Beast for that that marketing, that branding. Like He's going to want the Feastables. He The kid doesn't give a shit about fucking the Reese's the what Snickers like the kid wants the feastables because he likes Mr. Beast he fucks with Mr. Beast they want his brand like it's it's just crazy how that shit works um the kid again nine times out of ten is going to choose feastables right uh and so that's it's just one of those crazy feastables 100 percent is going to be one of those legacy brands right driven by creators another one that I saw actually recently in Walmart was a uh, Chamberlain Coffee I don't really know Emma, I know Emma Chamberlain, but I can't sit here and say that I've watched any of like her stuff, or I follow her, or anything like that, I just know of her, and I know that she does uh, coffee, Chamberlain coffee, so that is fucking insane, I went to Walmart with my girlfriend the other day, and we're looking through the coffee aisle, trying to see what coffee pods, just getting some random shit, and there I see Chamberlain coffee, and I was like, dude, that's fucking crazy, and sure enough, we were, I don't think they had the pods, so we didn't end up getting it, but... our mind was like oh we'll try that one like that you know just oh that's cool that's we know we know of Emma Chamberlain. like let's go and just check it out let's see what her coffee brand is about another example I listened to one of my other top podcasts top three for sure is the real af podcast with Andy Frisella and he owns first form and first form is a huge supplement company um and they have energy drinks protein supplements whatever the other day I was walking through a QT, a quick trip gas station here, and I saw a first form because Andy on the show, Andy Frisella always talks about him drinking the first form. I believe he drinks the orange sunrise flavor and I love orange flavor. So he always he always sips it and he's like, ah, like he always just like drinks it. And like every time he, I'm just like, oh, fuck, I want to try that so bad. But they never had it here in Texas randomly walking through qt the other day quick trip and i saw first form energy and i saw the orange sunrise dude i grabbed that fucking can so fast and it, it's just it goes to show like again i could have chose red bull monster no i'll choose i'll support the guy that i, li- I listen to his podcast almost every single literally every single episode 100 percent. and it's just one of those things like i, I support the brand i like again what the brand stands for uh the creator behind it so of course i'm going to support the creator versus fucking monster or red bull or some other shit and of course it was really good um so shout out to first form and the orange sunrise but that was just one of those things like and actually today speaking of today so one of the other podcasts that I listen to, I listen to a bunch of podcasts about a bunch of random shit, like literally random shit just to learn about random shit, literally. Uh, so another one that I love, which I've mentioned before is two bears, one cave with Tom Segura and Bert Kreischer. So that podcast is super fucking funny. And, um, Tom Segura is an Austinite. So shout out to uh, Tom for that. Uh, he lives here in the beautiful city of Austin, Texas, the best city in the world. Uh, <laughs> so, Tom Segura and Bert Kreischer just uh, uh, literally today on their podcast announced that they're le- uh, releasing their own vodka. So they've been in the works with this for I think maybe like – I think I think they said like two to three years or something like that. Um, and they've got approached by a bunch of different companies, but they found the right partner and now they're doing a vodka. And it fits the show. It fits just the whole comedy scene type deal, right? Their brand, like having a vodka just fits their brand perfectly. As soon as they announced that vodka – I I, again I cannot wait to fucking try that vodka like I'm just excited to try it next time I'm out and let's say they have five different vodka options if that vodka happens to be an option that is the one I'm choosing right if I go to the liquor store and that one is on the shelf that happens to be the one that I am choosing Um, so that's that's just crazy shit right there that the creator's And their brands are going to be like, it's, it's just crazy. It's just cool to actually see them out here in, in person, right? To actually see the people that you listen to on podcasts, the people that you watch on YouTube or on Instagram, TikTok, whatever the fuck, they have their own brands in stores, right? So it's, it's super cool. Um, That is the way that is the next way. It doesn't mean that Snickers or any of these other big ass brands are going to go out of business necessarily. However, excuse me, I think creator brands are it, it, they've obviously been a thing but it's just it's crazy it's crazy um so that literally is the psychology of it that's literally how it works right if you're given options you're probably going to choose the one that if you listen to that guy's podcast you're probably going to buy his fucking his shit like that's just what it is like i'd hope if <laughs> i'd hope if me jared came out with a whiskey and you listen to this podcast and you're out and you happen to see my whiskey that you purchase my whiskey you fuck with my whiskey obviously the whiskey has to be good obviously the product has to be good obviously however it's just one of those things so i thought that was just super interesting and something i've been thinking about and just watching a lot um so the next we'll, we'll go we'll go ahead and do it we'll go ahead and get into it so the next biggest announcement today it's fucking this is a massive one this is a big one um if you've been listening to this podcast you know i am in love with dot eth ens domains i think if you are a ceo anybody that is in charge of a brand especially especially a big brand again even a small brand even a small brand having your domain name having your handle dude companies lose millions and big companies lose billions per year by not having their domain. So it could be their dot .com, right? Uh google.com, right? Obviously Google has theirs. Um but I- anything like that, right? Like if you're just a big or small company, you're missing out on you're you're literally leaving money on the table by not having a domain. And a domain could also be when I say domain, I also mean like an Instagram handle, a TikTok handle, a whatever right twitter handle however the newest and latest update is here you go you ready the partnership actually here we go let me a little bit of a little bit of context here so if you're going to go register a domain one of the biggest places to register your dona- your domain name or if I'm Jared I'm starting a stock company and I'm calling it Cool Socks, right? So I need to go to GoDaddy, and I need to go... It's called GoDaddy.com, where you register your domain. I go in and I type in CoolSocks.com, and they tell me if it's available, if it's not available, if it is available, what are some other alternatives? You can do CoolSocks.net. Eh, you can do CoolSocks.shop. That's eh, it's a little better, right? Like, they give you different alternatives and tell you the cost of each alternative. So I think go, GoDaddy is, like, if not number 1 like they're fucking up there like they're the top in domains like they're the top company or brand in domains so they just partnered with ENS right ethereum name service so this is something that has already been kind of known but it's actually been implemented which is a lot different but now again you can have a .com I'm sorry, you can have a .eth name. So as an example, I can have futureofnft.eth and that can link directly to whatever .com website I want, right? So this is, again, on top of being my brand wallet and being able to accept payments, crypto payments, right? To my .eth name, right? Hey, just send the payment to coolsocks.eth. Right. Versus, hey, send it to my long ass fucking crypto address, which is which is XH A21 O Q F P H like right? Crypto addresses, total bullshit. ENS dot ETH can accept Bitcoin, every fucking cryptocurrency, you name it, dot ETH dot eth, Ethereum name service is the I'm telling you, it's the naming protocol that is the furthest ahead. And when I think about NFTs, the whole thing, I think about what is the actual use case here, right? Like who gives the actual, like who cares, right? Like who gives a shit? So to me, the, your ENS domain, again, it's, it's your wallet to accept funds. However, it's also your marketing wallet or brand name, brand facing wallet or whatever you want to call it, literally like just for a brand they can have their nfts they can release nfts like whatever they can have it resolved to a dot-com website there's just a a bunch of shit you could do right so it's just hey send it to coolsocks.eth way better than the whole fucking list of numbers and letters that come with a crypto address so that was a pretty that's that's a huge fucking deal that's a huge fucking deal um Again, Ethereum Name Service. I've been, I talked about that a lot. I think it's it's just so important. Again, especially coming into crypto, like that's it's gonna be, it's gonna be the one. Like it's just gonna be the one. Um, So that one broke, like literally just mind fucked, mind fucked completely. So everyone in the ENS community obviously was going nuts, like because again, it is a pretty big deal. GoDaddy is a huge name in the domain space, so. Now everyone's looking at Daith like, oh shit, okay, hold on, wait. This actually might be the one, right? Um So one thing I also wanted to talk about, last thing before I wrap it up, is we're not currently in a we're not in a bull market, right? However, I'm I just am getting this weird feeling. Not a weird feeling, it's a good feeling like we're not even in a bull run and shit's going shit's going pretty I say shit's going pretty well even if it gets a little boring I guess you could say at sometimes right it doesn't seem like shit's really happening like it's it's these ti- these just these small little things these tiny little crumbs that excite me literally but one thing that I always keep in mind especially during a bear market right is the bear market is the time to learn the shit that you don't know or double down on the shit that you do know and that you want to work on or whatever the fuck it's the time to learn and build and fucking literally just education in my opinion for me it's it's just education like what skill am I good at and just doubling down so I'm mentioning this because putting my current skills to work With brands that i love is exactly what i want to do right having a roadmap for a a nft like if there's a brand that you love for me it's it's like hey i want to work with that brand right so it's like what what skill do i need that nobody else other people other people probably have the skill however How can I be different and be more creative with this skill? Obviously, you gotta double down on the education. You gotta know what the fuck you're talking about in the first place. But what makes me unique? Right? Like what 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 do I bring to the to the table? So I think when I'm thinking about the whole bear market and bull run, like I wanna be prepared for the for the bull run, right? Like if there's a specific brand or company I wanna work with or work for, whatever, I have to again get education and increase my value on that specific thing. So when I go to the brand or I approach the brand and I say, hey, I know X, Y, and Z, or I can help you out with X, Y, and Z, like you are the one, right? So I think, again, just the education and just knowing what makes you unique. And 100% for myself, I can tell you that understanding the culture is fuck dude it'll set you light years apart like understanding the yes you have to know again the blockchain shit like you know nft shit you don't have to get too nerdy with the blockchain shit right it depends on really what you're doing right if you want to obviously be a developer or something like that yes if you want to be in marketing you obviously you don't need to know what a fucking how to fucking be a developer on the blockchain like it it's not that extensive to where you need to know all that shit however if you know the brand that you want to work with, it's like you, you're you going to have to list out shit that you think makes it unique, right? Like why why is this approach unique or what makes this approach different from what Bob would say or some shit? Like why is it unique basically? what What's unique about it? What's the wow factor? That's what I'm getting at. Like what's the wow factor? So I think when I think about bear market, I think that's all the time to build, strategize, educate, all that type of shit so that's really all i'm excited about that's all i'm trying to do is just keep getting myself educated keep listening keep putting my ear to the streets again that's so important especially for brands like brands want people to have their ear to the streets you got to be you have to know culturally what's going on again that's why i make this podcast you can listen to other fucking nft podcasts right there's a bunch of them i like them too however Some of them are just fucking, I've talked about this, they're just fucking boring. Like, holy shit, they're so boring. So again, the people that listen to this podcast, I appreciate you. I know why you're here. Come on. We're the fucking best over here. Let's go. Uh, (laughs) But no, really, like, it's just like, come on. The culture aspect matters 100%. uh, So I think that's definitely a a way to be unique. And if you're tapped in, like I am, uh, that's a, a good thing, 100% brands want people like that 100 percent. they want people that are tapped in with the culture um ear to the streets knowing what the consumer wants What, what does the consumer want why why did they purchase this why are they not purchasing this like right like what's what what do we have to do so to me all that strategizing all that shit is just it's fucking fun like i love that shit i love being creative i know for right now i know which brands i love and I know that I could be an asset to their team. hundred percent, like hundred percent. There's zero doubt in my mind. I know that I could be an asset to their team. I know that I could be creative with them. Uh, I could show them things that maybe they don't know. Maybe if they know the things, how can we be again, creative, like being creative, creative is the absolute fucking key here. And again, jobs, just creative jobs in general and a macro creatives are on the fucking rise hundred percent. So that is it for today's show. Hope you enjoy this one. Again, please share the show if you enjoyed it. If you want to reach me on Instagram, it's gonna be future of NFT. On Twitter, it's gonna be T-H-E-E-J-A-R-R-O-D. And if you want to leave a voice message, the link is in the show notes below. Alternatively, my email is down there, so please do not hesitate to reach out. Again, email will be the best way to reach me. I'm still scared of Instagram and Twitter links. Uh, So I'm very weary there. Um, But yes, email again. Let me know what you're working on. What are you excited about? What projects are you looking at? Like, just what are you learning? What do you see culturally? Music, right? All that shit. What do you see? What NF projects, NFT projects do you think are on the rise? Like, what's something cool you see digitally? Like a trend that you see? Any, any, literally any and all of that shit. I want to know. Like, please let me know. I want to know all that shit. Again, I learned from you. You learn from me. It's the best, the best sauce. So that is the end of today's show. By the way, if you're in Austin, Texas, and you listen to this podcast, reach out to me. Like, let's go, go fucking, I'm, again, I'm not drinking, but I'll sit down with you and I'll have an old fashioned, if you enjoy old fashions, uh, or (laughs) whatever drink you prefer. I like old fashioned, so I'll have an old fashioned, or we can go have a cup of coffee. Please let me know If you're in the Austin, Texas area Let's link up Let's chat Like what do you Again Let's shoot the shit Ideas Like let me know I always like to learn from people So That is all I will see you From all around the world On the next one Peace Yeah, 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 yeah Yeah, I'm a 90s baby Lately I've been going crazy I've been going crazy lately I've been going crazy, crazy yeah, paper going yeah, crazy. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i been getting paper, paper made a hole, and without a motherfucking major label, yeah. They like clock, you major. I just had a new set of foes on a new set of swords. tryna have my.